Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Empire. Welcome to the latest edition of All's Caps. I'm AP Hockey writer Steve Wino with former Capitals defenseman Carl Osner and Sammy Zibler from from Washington Hockey Now. Thank you very much for joining us. A, a, a listener and, and and Sammy was saying that to us earlier. Have I met Carl before? You met Carl when before? Oh yeah, I was a. Uh, I don't even. I think I was like nine or ten, but. I told, you know, I, I keep in touch with my mom every day, so I told her, I'm like, I'm going to be on this, like, podcast. She's like, tell Carl, because apparently she knows you, first name Carl. She's like, <laughs> like, tell Carl about the time you went to the season ticket holder party when you were young, and we got tickets from my boss, you remember? I'm like, I don't remember anybody's name. She's like, yeah, but, like, we met him. Like, he was so nice. Tell him. On the show. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> That's Carl is nice. I, 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 and, and, and I, I was wasn't. Like, I know he's nice. You were nine years old? I think so, yeah. Okay. I was, That's amazing. I was little. It was at like the uh, Six Flags, you know, and like oh, a big, yeah, was, like. Yeah. And I remember saying to myself, like, this is the closest I'll ever probably be to a Caps player in my life. And now you're a guest on All Caps. Uh, this, is, this is your first full season covering the team. Unfortunately, you don't have Carl to cover on this team. But what what has it been like? I mean, I know it's different when it was the Zoom stuff, and it's not locker rooms. But what has it been like covering an NHL team full time? Yeah, no, it's been. I mean, first of all, it's an absolute blessing and honor to you know get to do what we do. But it's a really cool experience. You know, it's like waking up and having something to look forward to every day. But just getting to know the team that also you know your hometown team. You know, you grew up here, and you know you used to watch them. You know, from way, you know, back home on the TV. Not way back home, we're like 20 minutes on the road. But like, you know what I mean? But like, it feels further away. They have those high cameras. But no, I mean, it's it's wonderful. And to get to know the guys and, you know, shoot the breeze and that kind of stuff. And, you know, also get to work with some of my favorite reporters. I mean, I've read... And and then there's also me. Your favorite reporters and also me. No, no, but, you know, reading and, you know, getting to learn every day and walk in and just feel it all and you know just getting to be at the ring too yeah. i mean it's a sport that we all love and it's so i don't know i mean i feel it comes naturally at this yeah. point anything hockey it's all you know i think about all the time so yeah it's is, awesome to cover is it cool because because you know you, you grew up liking the caps and watching them the fact that you are writing some of the stories whether they're they're good or maybe a little harder on the team does it does it feel weird when you have to critique a little bit more yeah no it does because sometimes like i mean younger me wanted to you know, I think when you get older, you know, your mindset changes, your view on life and perspective shifts with with each year, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like I'm like 50 years old, but I'm actually kind of like 24, <laughs> but like, you know, we're almost at the quarter century crisis. Nah, yes. I kid though, but like, <laughs> no, it's um, it's interesting though, because you, it, it's your duty as a journalist, but at the same time, you also have to, you know, 
you're like, oh my goodness, it's yeah. like my hometown team. Yeah. But also, you do realize that there are ebbs and flows. And, you know, as a reporter, I mean, you're not, I don't lace them up with the Capitals, you know what I mean? But you you go through those motions together, you know? Yeah. So it, it is very interesting to cover. But no, I mean, internal me sometimes is like, you know, oh, we're staying positive. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, like, it's four to one. Yeah, like, exactly. it's, there's, I'm like, there's yeah. six minutes left in the third. Well, like, I, let, let's chill. I have that issue just like when we're talking or if I'm doing anything on the radio, it's like, like, I don't want to be negative, you know, because I like these guys, <laughs> sure. and, I, and I know what it's like to, you know, to have, have some of the stories come out, and you're just like, there's so much more I'd like to explain about what happened, and then I think everyone would understand, so it's hard sometimes to, you know, like you said, you know, you're a journalist, and you, you, you want to write something so that the fans can see it, but yeah. at the same time, you also want to protect people, and, and you like the team, and you like the guys, and, and I couldn't imagine having to... Do it, do it you So you're dealing with this now, and and Tarek and I were just talking about a different story where he's like, sometimes you have to almost like the information you know you can't share it all. Yeah. Like like I'm sure you being buddies with these guys, there's stuff you know that you don't you don't want to say publicly. There's things we know that it's kind of off the record, so you have to write as if you know everything, but you can't write everything you know. Yeah, that's you. You always want to be the one to break the news, right? But at the same time, you break it one time and it wasn't supposed to be broken, and. And then people are pissed that you've broken the relationship. Me. You yes. know, like that's not what you want to do. So it's it's a it's a balance. I, I couldn't imagine having to uh, to deal with it all the time. I'm lucky. I can just be on the outside sometimes. So you never sleep. Uh, you're, you're always <laughs> tired. You work two jobs. Yeah. You work peacock as well, and and, and this. How? how is it is it energy drinks you're, you're not a coffee person right like how no. do you do this because i've been i i did i wrote the book and did this podcast now yeah. and the regular job and i'm tired all the time but i can't imagine how tired you are yeah no i'm um i'm in grad school too so we're you're doing everything we're, we're, oh yeah no i know i guess i'm just like a i i don't know i mean no i don't really sleep and every time i talk to you you're like how are you i'm like my casual response to go to because i'm such like a kind of like awkward but flowing you know be bopping around kind of person i'll just be like oh i'm tired and people and then of course like it brings on like you're always tired or why are you tired i'm like oh i wasn't in for more questions i was just getting like the yeah yeah no yeah no but um no i mean i don't i you don't think yeah it's awful i mean i was actually like talking to you know I'll shout out my mom again. I'm going to make this whole podcast about her. But like, she's it, it like, can be. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, but, like, you know, I, I talk to her all the time. You know, we'll be on the phone sometimes till, like, 2 o'clock in the morning just because I lose track of time because I have no internal, like, clock. So, no, I mean, I live off. It's awful. You're going to you're gonna be so disappointed. I, I drink through, like, six bottles of soda a day. Seriously? Yeah. I think oh, I go through, no. like, a six-pack a day. What's your soda of choice? Or unless this is one of Carl's questions. No, what's your soda? No, okay. So it used to be, I went through phases. So it used to be like Diet Pepsi. And now I'm like, nah, like we're not doing that anymore. Like we're going to do Cherry Coke. And now it's like Sprite. Now it's like, you know what? So whatever has caffeine is on sale at the Giant and gets me out of the store fast enough. Like, really? Interesting. Yeah. But Sprite doesn't have caffeine. So then you have That's to balance I mean. it yeah. with another drink. So then I'm going through even more soda. Yeah. And then, you know, on top of it, you have Excedrin, which... This is becoming Which, like a whole commercial. <laughs> yeah, no, no, this is not an ad for Excedrin or energy drinks this is or not Sprite or anything yeah. like that. You don't like the taste of coffee? Is that mm-hmm. what it is? It's not that I don't like the taste. I was telling Wino not too long ago, I used to drink it all the time in like high school. And then one of my friends was like, here, I made this special. And I had like seven shots of espresso in it. Yeah. And my heart was like going. Yeah. And one of my teachers was like, are you okay? And I'm like, are you okay? And he's like, 
And he's so like, no. I'm not now. Yeah. And I'm like, so that was the last time I really had coffee. But yeah. I have a puppy, so sometimes I'll go to Starbucks and like pick up like a frappuccino, cappuccino, yeah, whatever Eno drinks they yeah, have there, you know. Have, but yeah. and she'll get the whipped cream, like the puppuccino. Yeah, yeah. 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 Make a scene at the store, knock things over. It's great. Do your dogs like that stuff? Uh, they don't, I don't. Well, we don't really let the big one come in the car anymore because if we do, it's. I mean, it's so hairy. Like I just can't stand. Like you have the window open, there's just like like a snow globe of dog hair. It's just that's, that's a no. We don't do that anymore. The little ones they do, but but um, they have so they can only have the whipped cream because they have so few teeth that they can't chew anything yeah. anymore. So we we get into that sometimes, but. Not too often. We try not to spoil them. Otherwise, they expect it too much. <laughs> uh, your dog is spoiled. She is. What kind of dog is it? Uh, she's a German Shepherd Terrier. Oh, so she sweet. she looks like a shepherd, but she's like the size of a terrier. Really? It's kind of hysterical because she thinks she's like this big dog, <laughs> but she's crazy. not. She's like tiny, but she she's a sweetheart. She and is she, spoiled. And she said she hides things. From she you? hides things. Like, like she hid. Like we have um, these like dog toys you know but like she's like a really tough chewer okay she's like chewed i'm on like my third couch now i kid you not <laughs> so like she has this toy and like i can't find it yeah. and then the other day like i was like cleaning my apartment which rare but i cleaned it and like i found like a ton of my like old like shirts like things like i needed and she's like hiding them around the apartment <laughs> and she like opens doors too like she made it to oh that, the that's lobby. that's a that's a new trick you don't want that no she like opens the door she like made it to the lobby like she pressed the elevator and like Come gone in on. with another family and i'm like <laughs> oh my goodness and i'm like dude these like, shepherds are smart dog. i know really really smart there was a guy that i can't remember i think he played in dallas he had a shepherd that was trained to walk his kids to school so you just like leave the door with the kids, walk them there, make sure they went in the school, turn around and walk back every day. Like that's unbelievable. I'm already thinking about getting a drug sniffing dog for my kids. So if they have any friends that come over that are shady, then yeah. send the dog after them just to make sure. <laughs> so smart. No, they it's, are. It's she, I don't know how she did. But I got a call and they're like, your dog is like chilling out in the lobby <laughs> with like another family. I'm like. At least it's just chilling out. It's not yeah. going crazy, right? Like yeah. That's, that's a bonus, at least. They're yeah. like, what do you want us to do? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Let her hang around. Give yeah. her a donut. I'm like, wait, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. But yeah, so. And you, you play hockey as well. So are yeah. your style of hockey, is it more like Carl Alsner? Is it more like Daniel Sprong? Where, where are you on the <laughs> so position you play? What, what is your, where is your, your hockey playing uh style oh, comparison man. here i'm bad at hockey but i started i started playing in college because like i needed a break because i never sleep so i'm like why don't i just add a sport into the mix yes. if i'm not going to sleep anyway there's only so many levels of angry birds so you need to do <laughs> other stuff you know so like so no i mean yeah so i play and i'm playing i actually start like a new league on uh, saturday but i'm playing forward but you know, I'm kind of like, you know, the, the past, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm all talk, though. Like, if somebody comes close to me, I'm like, you know, I'm like... <laughs> I'm, like, I'm sure Carl knows a few players like that yeah, who are all talk yeah, and no action. Yeah, yeah, no, it's like they come close. I'm like, mm, I was, like, April Fool's or, like, it's March. I'm like, no. That's but no, I mean, if I had a comparable... My friend Jason, Jason Rogers, you probably know yeah, yeah. him, too. Bless his heart. He calls me Big Rig. So I'm gonna say, oh, yeah, really? yeah. So you know, but I'm not as good as Patrick Maroon. But I would rate myself around there. Kind of that style. Yeah. No, That's I sweet. mean it's 
So you play Saturdays. There's a league here Saturdays. Yeah, okay, yeah, sweet. nights. It's, it's fun. It's like a beginner's league, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, I have aspirations to be Carl Halser, so we'll, we, will, we will see. If, you know? if not on the ice, then certainly as a podcast host at some point. Yeah, uh, no, probably, probably more as the podcast host because well, I can't skate backwards that well. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, when we come back on All's Caps, we'll actually talk about the Capitals a little bit. Uh, go from, from Sammy's Hockey to Capitals on the Ice. 4-0-1, last five games. We'll be right back on All's Caps. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Alsner and Sammy Silber from Washington Hockey Now. I'm the AP hockey writer Steve Wino, and this is ostensibly a, a Capitals podcast, so I guess we should talk about the Washington <laughs> Capitals. Um, things were bad there for a while. Things are better now. They, they, they have two on one on the West Coast trip. Alex Ovechkin's on this verge of a milestone. We were just talking to Peter Laviolette and Tom Olson and Nicholas Backstrom about it. What have you seen differently from this team in the last little stretch, really since March started? Yeah, I mean, I personally, what I've seen is more consistency. I've seen less of, you know, at times during the tough, I think, you know, two months maybe we should call it now. I lose track of time, but that's mm-hmm. okay. I was I'm in like, Beijing for three weeks, so none yeah, of that Yeah, no, I'm that saying, like, this guy, you know. Um, no, I mean, I think we've seen more consistency, right? I think we've seen less of the trading off periods, you know, taking one period off or having a slow start and then chasing the game, as LaViolette always talks about. Yeah. Um, you know, I think you've seen, you know, more drive. I've seen, I think we're finally seeing the identity that McClellan was talking about in the middle six, like finally starting to see those pieces come together. I've liked what I've seen from Anthony Mantha. I think he's looked really good over the last couple of games on that second line as well. Um it you makes know, the whole lineup fit together, right? Like, Amanda in that spot makes everybody else fit better. Of course, yeah. But no, it brings the puzzle together, you know? And then you have, you know, AJF going on with Dad and Hathaway and, you know, clicking pretty well there. So yeah. I think I, they're getting those pieces and, and using them. I want to give you credit, Carl, because at one point, even, like, recently, you were like, there's still kind of that lull in the season. I was way past that. I was thought, I thought like, oh, no, I mean, the lull is over. Now it's just bad. But you were right. Like, there was a lull in the season. Yeah. Guys got healthy, and, and all of a sudden, this is what we're seeing. Yeah, it's, it's like you, everyone starts to become a little more consistent now because it's it, this is an important time. It's not uh, just, you know, we'll, we'll play next game. We'll be better next game and just kind of brush it off. But now you start to see, you know, as soon as you hear a team is creeping up on you in the standings and, and it goes sure. from being super comfortable to being like, you know, we actually need to do something now, then you start playing a little bit better, right? Like, even though these guys are, are professionals and, and they're supposed to be on all the time, they choose which ones they're on more more than you know times that they want to take take days off. So they they wanted to maybe 
you know, let their minds wander a little bit. And this is the point of the season where they start to figure out crunch time. You know, the the manager wants to know what we want to do. Are we going to bring somebody in, or are we just going to start, you know, riding off into the sunset? So yeah, it, it's it it is a real thing. It's it's a lull, just like how we have it right after Christmas and New Year's. Sure. Where we just want to you know not do anything, and and it happens in sports too. When Brian McClellan said his whole thing about like. I don't want to be as aggressive at the trade deadline, maybe, because usually I feel like I can make a run. I'm curious, first, Sammy, if you thought that was a motivator to the team as much as maybe it seemed like at the time, and also, Carl, as a player, when you hear that stuff, do you, does it motivate you? If, you? if you have your general manager saying, yeah, well, maybe he won't be aggressive, we don't think he can make this run, was that a psychological thing at the time? Yeah, I mean, I think it definitely, I mean, it definitely had an impact one way or another, right? I think he is, McCollum, from what I've, experience with him as a reporter is he says what's on his mind yes and so when you have somebody who you know is transparent and says that i think it can spark some kind of a message i'm not in a player's shoes again like i will never be good enough to lace them up for a pro team but like never say never but but. (laughs) (laughs) no with the soda i drink we're past we can say never um no but i mean i i think i'm not sure of how much you know the players do read or do hear you know but i'm sure that there was something there i mean you know and it definitely is a motivating force when you hear we're not going to be aggressive at the deadline you know maybe that says you know what if we're not going to do that then we're all just going to come together and this is the group that we have this is our identity this is our time now yeah. Let's get it going. Yeah. So. We know as a team, like, if you're, if realistically, if you're competitive or not, right? right. You yeah. know, and, and you may, it's like one of those things where you, until someone tells you, you might think you're doing something good. And then finally it's like, oh, shoot, I'm not. Like, I, I thought I was fine. Or it's like, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't weigh 10 pounds more than I, than I do. And then you step on the scale, like, okay, I do. You know, you, you need that reality check sometimes. And so when, when it comes to this, it's like, you, you you think you're gonna be okay and then all and you're always excited like who are we gonna pick up and you know like, like I remember we picked up Shattenkirk I was like yep. sweet like I've been waiting for this and then now I know for sure we're picking up Shaddy and it just gives you like a bit of a different a different life and so if you're expecting you know as the deadline's approaching like I'm gonna get somebody I'm gonna get a goalie I'm gonna get a you know another a depth forward or whatever and then all of a sudden your GM says it might not happen that's kind of like, are we really not not that good? Like, let's let's find out. Let's let's see if we can bring it back to that level. So, you know, it, it, there is a little bit whether or not you you say it out loud to the guys, you, know, you may be thinking it, and that even just a little tweak in your mental in your mental side of the game can can turn you into a better player. Yeah, Shine Kirk didn't work out so well. It didn't work out so good, but I mean, that was it, it should have. I mean, I don't know what exactly happened, but I remember like Shaddy on. He was on the five on three because you know he, he's a yeah. big time power play guy. I remember he's hitting posts and missing empty nets and just just not what yeah. Shaddy is. It was one of those things that was just just strange. And I think over a period of time it probably would have worked out. But he also went through a bit of a you know couple year period where yes. where things were a bit tough. And who mm-hmm. knows if it was coming here and it was a bit of a mental drain the way things ended. But you know it, it happens. But I, I mean the trade itself like. Like that was a huge trade. We were all. I remember. Very, Zach Sanford and a first. Yes. <laughs> and it was it was that was Matt going all in a week after he said no I'm not going to go all in and then he pulls the trigger like yeah. that which is why yes I do believe he says what he means at the time mm-hmm. but it yeah. might not always be what he means later. It, it, exactly. Yeah. Out there until you start asking those questions, right. and, and then maybe all of a sudden uh, someone calls you and it's like, "Hey, this this person is on the table," and then you have to switch. You know, like you can't take everything as gospel. Like you, they try to give you as much information as possible so that you know you, it's not a huge surprise. But that that info changes, like you know, especially coming up to the deadline. You know, every half hour, every hour. So 
It is what it is. This is one of our last episodes before the trade deadline, and I'm going to say something that's going to sound crazy to anyone who's been listening. <laughs> I don't think they need to go out and get a big-time goalie. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I, I, but I envision, and, and well, Craig Anderson's the guy I think they're going to trade for. And, and that's where, like, look how good he, he looked in that Heritage Classic game against the Leafs. He, the goalies here know him. It's not going to cost you a whole lot to get him. Your thoughts from, from seeing Craig Anderson here a little bit last year, knowing Craig, your thoughts on, on and maybe a Craig Anderson, or do, do, does this team roll with Vitek Vanacek and, and, and kind of take your chances? Yeah, no, I mean, watching, definitely watching over the last couple of weeks, I'm, I'm agreeing with you full-heartedly. I, earlier on, I was a person who was a bit of a believer in, Okay, like the Caps need to go out and acquire I, I, I thought so. I thought a big so name goalie. Like it's just not working right now. You know, there's two young guys. Vitek though has looked absolutely phenomenal yes. over this last stretch. He has been stellar, especially at uh, even strength. I think he's like maybe like top three, top four goaltenders mm-hmm. with like 15 games played. Not to get all natural. No, 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 here, no but, but, you're like, right. but yeah, I mean, so his numbers have been great, and I think he's showing that he can do it on a consistent basis, which I think was the biggest question. You know, yep. we have two. McCollum called them two young, inexperienced goaltenders, right? Mm-hmm. And you have two. I think it just takes consistency. You know, there's a difference between going into a rhythm for a bit and then being a consistent performer. I think Vanacek has shown that he can be the consistent performer. I think Sam Sonov is a guy who gets into rhythms mm-hmm. and then has some lulls and then gets back into rhythms, and then there's an issue there, right? Yeah. So I think now with Anderson, I love that option. Like you said, like... They know him. You know, he was here last year. He has a great attitude, you know, from everything I've heard. Good presence to have around. Veteran guy. Mm-hmm. Can mentor two young, inexperienced goaltenders. And can play. And, 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 can, and, and can play. And, and just, can be. Just a gut his... feel on my... Just a gut feel from, from over here. Yeah. yeah. No. It's, yeah. it's a tough position to come in and just, you know, and, and fill a game, you know, and, and do something and just give the other guys a break. It's a hard... It's a very hard position. And then... Like these two young guys going back and forth, trying to trying to establish their own rhythm. Like that's, it's hard, and, and constantly being in a battle, knowing that you know I need to be good today because if I'm not, the other guy gets to come in, and then maybe he's going to take that. That is a, a complete you know head job. Like you're getting you're you're not going to be able to, to to stay straight there. And so I I've always thought this, and I I never really wanted to say it because I thought I was the only one. But I I always liked. Vitek's game maybe a little bit more I felt more comfortable watching him but everyone was always saying Samson was a guy and that's that was me thinking you know, I've, I've never seen them enough to right. to know but but like you said like he seems like the consistent the consistent guy the one that you're going to feel good being in the net not saying Samson can't be that guy but that's that's my feel for it right now and 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 yeah you might be right that maybe maybe a goalie is not not needed now. I think a middle six forward is more needed for this team right now because yeah. you see Lars Eller goes into, into protocol and gets stuck in Vancouver, and all of a sudden you got to shift Connor McMichael to the middle. And no offense to Connor McMichael, but he's not a center in the NHL yet. Mm-hmm. And Brian McClellan said this: he he might turn into grow into being an NHL center, but to have other guys, maybe an Andrew Cogliano type, somebody like that mm-hmm. as a middle six forward, I think that is if there's one item on your shopping list, I think that would be it. Oh, right, yeah. like. For sure. Based on what Brian McClellan has said, it is, is I think that's a part of this that you don't really want Daniel Sprong playing on your third line, and and, and if you and Peter Lavillette's a big fan of other people, not Daniel Sprong. He's a big fan of Vitek Vanacek though, because when you said watching his game, Peter Lavillette and Scott Murray watch his game and they love everything he does. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, that, and that's what you want. You want everybody to love what you do, and then you have uh, more backers, and, and they give you a little bit more confidence. So, fun fact about Andrew Cogliano, flat feet, completely flat feet. Very interesting. Very hard to get into a skate with flat feet, I would assume. Did, did you play with Cogliano? <laughs> I did, yeah. Yeah, he's, he, he would be a great guy to have because he's a hilarious guy. He's very fast. He's, he'd, be, he'd be a nice addition for sure because you want to have those surprise speed guys on the ice if you can especially in the playoffs like you need to relieve pressure out of the zone and and just just throw a puck out you know like a carl Hagelin, you share someone that can can finish occasionally on on those opportunities as well like like those guys are are really nice to have and they they can completely change um you know the way that you play the game like you want to have tight gaps you want to be pressure all the time you have someone with speed like that that can find holes you know, like you don't have those gaps anymore. So it would be, it'd be some, someone like that would be nice. And, and he's a great talker. So we, yes. we will take all the great <laughs> yeah. talkers we can uh, in the Capitals room since we don't have Carl anymore. We don't have Matt Hendricks anymore. So we can take all the, all the great talkers we can get. Um, when we come back on All's Caps, Sammy's going to be the latest victim of Carl's stupid questions. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to All's Caps. I'm AP Hockey writer Steve Wino with former Capitals defenseman Carl Osner and Sammy Silber from Washington Hockey Now, who is now going to be our next guest on Carl's Stupid Questions. Yeah, so this is great since you kind of know how the game works. You, you, you've listened to it, so um, so you've heard probably most of these questions, so hopefully you have some answers for me. Um, okay, first one is, um, what would you choose? To be able to sing, dance, or play music? Or do you already do one of those really well? Oh, I don't do any of those well. <laughs> <laughs> I think, honestly, play music. Play I, music? I, think, yeah. I think so, yeah. I mean, sometimes I hear myself talk, and I'm like, oh, dear. And then I see myself move, and I'm like, oh, dear. I'm like, so no, I just go with play music. That's hilarious. Well, what, any, any particular instrument? Man, uh, I feel like everything stems from the piano, like, right? If you, yeah. If you play the piano, you can kind of pick up a lot of things. Piano is cool. I've always wanted to be like a drummer, you yeah. know. Yeah. Whiplash is an incredible movie. I wouldn't want to have the same story arc because yeah. Whiplash gets like dark. But no, yeah. <laughs> that would be it. So, so a drummer, I think yeah. so. Yeah. I, I just followed an account on uh, on Instagram. The guy plays piano, and he has like cheat code for piano. Like it says, if you want to fake being a good piano player, all you need to do is these few notes. And I'm like. I just saw it yesterday, so I'm I'm gonna start practicing you try that? today. Yeah, it's also a great. That's a baller move, though, like being like in a hotel lobby at an event, and all of a sudden you can play the piano, and everyone's gathered around you. Yeah. Dave Shinen, the Washington Post, is a piano player. Yeah. He's amazing. Really? He also he put an album out too. Like Seriously? he could sing and do an album. We'll have to have him on at some point. Yeah. To talk music, but just the entertainment factor yeah. of being able to play play a piano. I played with a guy, uh, Matthew Pekka. We were in Montreal. He's the same thing. He, he got onto a piano at a hotel and just started playing, and we're all like, "What the heck is going on?" Like, someone of many talents, but see, very jealous. See, I used to actually like when I was in fourth grade, we had to like choose if we would yeah. do band. I wanted to play the saxophone because I went yeah. through a phase where I was like, "I'm going to be a jazz musician." Yeah. My mom was like, "Yeah, like good luck." I'm <laughs> 
we like couldn't at the time we like couldn't afford the saxophone so i got a clarinet but i never practiced yeah. so i just like pretended to play <laughs> and my band teacher came up to me after recital his name was phil collins which is pretty Come neat on. But <laughs> he was like you were wonderful <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, he was yeah. like, you were okay. very good. I'm like, I know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what else to say? I'm so kidding. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say play, play music. music. Okay. Yeah. Good, good. Um, okay, number two is is I like this last one. Last time when we asked it, um, what's what do you think is the ugliest fruit or vegetable come to mind? And I will still ask if anybody's went and saw us looked at a sumo orange yet because. I googled sumo orange last time you asked this, and it, they're really, they're ugly. Yes, it's super ugly. See, I hate healthy food, so I think a lot of them are ugly. Um, <laughs> if I had to go, like, ugly, see, I like fruit, so I'll leave fruit out of it. Okay. I don't know don't what... Don't go on the bad side of fruit. <laughs> <laughs> now I have to Google, now, now I just have Googling that on my agenda for today. Yes. It's good, I cleared my whole schedule for today. There you go. Just so you can um, Google some more oranges. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, right. Nothing else going, you know. Yeah. Um, the other answer we had was ginger, which is not technically... It's a spice. Yes. I've never seen ginger, but I know Holby hates ginger. Really? Yeah, he like went on a rant. I was like asking about like players' foods, and he's like, I don't like ginger. Really? I don't like it. I was like... I was you don't know about Brayden yeah. Holpe. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Brayden could be here next week for all we know, too, yes. instead of Craig Anderson. Yes, and then, um, you know what? I'll just keep it, like, cliche. Well, not even cliche. I think cauliflower is ugly. Yeah. Imposter broccoli. Imposter broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> Showing up. I mean, broccoli's not even good looking to begin with. So that's, like, yes, your, yeah. your... Yeah, you're shooting low. Yeah, I know. You're shooting low. Like, <laughs> your ceiling is low already. Yeah, mimic something. Yeah. Nicer, right? My sister likes it too, and my sister is like meh. So like, oh yeah, cauliflower. <laughs> Good choice. Um, do you have a dream interview? Someone you'd love to sit down and chat with, like a nice one-on-one, and, and pick their brain. It doesn't have to be hockey related. Can Carl. Olsen. <laughs> <laughs> that one I can actually set up. No, <laughs> um, no, you're you're the man. Uh, dream. So it doesn't have to be hockey. No. No. Uh man. It can be hockey. It can be. It can be hockey. And um, like you get like a good scoop too, not like just like standard standard stuff. Like they're willing to like open up. Do they need to be alive? No, no, they don't have to be. Oh, yeah, mm, that's me. Time traveling. Uh, <laughs> dang. I think mine would be Tiger Woods. I'd, oh, that'd be I'd a cool. One. See, that's actually yeah. wouldn't be that hard to, to set up either. Yeah, I mean, you probably talk. Yeah. But I want him to like like spill the beans, you know. Yeah. What, what did they say now? The tea is that is that what the um, everyone's trying to teach me all these funny words now that. And keep me up to date. Someone says I think it's the T. I don't know. Anyways, I, I definitely want. That. <laughs> I definitely want to talk to uh, Gordy Howe. I oh think. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Hockey. That would be sweet. No. Ask, I, ask about Alex and when he gets passed. Yeah. It just. Year and I, mean, I don't know. It's just like the comparisons between like the greatest hockey player of all time. I'll always consider it to be Gordy Howe. Mm-hmm. Whoever I talk to, just because I love his all-around game yeah. and everything that he brings to the table. Right. I mean, not just scoring ability, but I also think like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he was like cut by the Rangers when he was like just starting. Oh really? I mean, I don't and, know. Not, and then like, if, if, so you're you're you're, yeah, you're, like, you're, te- you're teaching like you're teaching us some things now. So, yeah. so they probably know. They're teaching us about Brayden Holpe and Gordy Howe. No, so this is what we, we're doing on all caps today. Please don't take lessons. 
Sims for me. But that's something no, you said though, like I an all-around so. player. Like, yeah, yeah, no. I think that needs to, like I love the selkie because I think that is a really it's a good award. It's something that I think you can hang your hat on. But they don't really have that for defensemen. <laughs> We've we, we talked about this, yeah. by the way, as as like writers, we've talked about doing like a defensive defenseman award, yeah. which would be fine. Yeah. You could call it the Rod Langley, yeah. call it whatever, it'd call it the Carl Alzner. Yeah. It would be the thing is it'd be hard to. It's kind of hard to do one like that because a lot of times those guys you don't really notice. I would have so, I would have players voting on it yes, yeah. rather than us voting on it. I would say I would have every forward in the league vote on yeah. who's the, who's the hardest defense. Because like yeah. Jacob Slavin right now to me is the best defensive defenseman in hockey. Yeah. Yeah. Right, like for for everything he does, penalty, killing penalties five on five, he hardly takes any penalties himself. Yeah. That's the award for me. Yeah, yeah that would be huge. I, mean, well, I always always thought that. Like Drew Doughty never got, never, never really had many Norris considerations, yeah. but I always thought he was the best of those guys defensively. You know, Weber also was. Oh yeah. But like, I thought, I thought Drew's game all around was so solid, especially like in his, in his mid twenties. Like it was, it was insane. Like he was always, he's probably always the best defenseman on those Olympic teams. Like, like all around, in my opinion, and and I never got enough credit for it because his numbers maybe weren't quite as good as you know some of these guys that were winning. He won two of them though, right? Like we voted, we voted for Drew. Twice yeah, for the Norris. Because I remember more. I got shit for, for voting for Drew over Eric Carlson one year. And I'm like, trust me, I've watched these guys play. Nothing against Eric Carlson. This yeah, was Drew Doughty. That's yeah. exactly how I would vote, too. You yeah. know, Carlson was yeah. good offensively, but I loved when he was on the ice, too. Now, to, be, to be fair, Mike Green also got screwed out of a Norris. And I think it was almost like because he got screwed out, then John, then Eric Carlson started getting more yeah. votes. And P.K. Subban started getting more votes because Mike lost out on that. I believe he was. Yeah, because I was thinking that this year I thought McCart was on pace for forty. Or yeah, like that'd be insane. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, kind of petered off a little bit. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, on to the next one. Um, so I'm assuming now it's going to be a vegetable. But what's the worst thing you've eaten? <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine is a mine is actually a fruit. Mine's papaya. I cannot. You don't like papaya? Stand papaya. It tastes like throw up to me. This, so I, I can't do it. This is the first like the worst thing ever. The worst thing I've... that you've ever eaten. Yeah. Oh boy. Um. <laughs> Be a dish could be a single thing. No, I, I cannot eat seafood. Seafood. So yeah. I think, I think it was octopus. Somebody gave it to me once, and I almost like. <laughs> I mean, I'm still alive, so I didn't almost die. But like, <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> like, oh, I, I did die. I did die inside that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what comes to the rink every day is a remnant of what happened that day. <laughs> I love, I love good octopus. Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I actually have papaya and have urchin, sea urchin, so seafood. It's yeah, I, so gross. I, I can't go near it. I don't know. I'm just like, what's the appeal of having a, yeah. a fish? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's so funny. And the smell, yeah. too. Yeah, the uh, smell. Gross. People are like, oh, it smells great. I'm like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I'm like, it smells <laughs> awful in here. <laughs> Alright, so there's a theme here, because this is also food related, and so besides pop or soda, what would be your late night snack when you're staying up to all hours of the night? Is there any food that ever makes its way in there, or just liquid? I ordered delivery at 3am last Did you really? <laughs> yeah. What was open? Uh, I live in a Bethesda, like right in downtown, so Manny and Olga's was open. Manny so Olga's. got myself a nice uh, meatball sub and jumbo slice of pizza, and no way. my dog was like, Finally, you've ordered me dinner, and I'm like, nobody's <laughs> talking to you, dude. So yeah, no. I'm like, like, dude, I'm like, dude, like no one, no one woke you up, like nobody asked, like yeah. what you're thinking. 
Like she came to the door and everything. Really? I'm like, D- like, are you gonna like tip the guy? Like, I don't. <laughs> yeah, she, out of, out of her allowance, out of her allowance, right? No, yeah. she and she like doesn't pay rent, anything. Like ridiculous, <laughs> U- useless. No, I mean, yeah, late night snack though. I mean, the meatball sub was like a one and done though. Okay. Like I'm like a definite like pizza and cheese pizza. fries person. Okay, gotcha. Pizza, I like. Yeah, but yeah, I, I do need a soda to. To watch all down. <laughs> I, yeah, I was gonna say yeah, all that caffeine, I wouldn't be able to sleep yeah. after all that. But so, well, I need to know like actual numbers here. So you ordered that at three a.m. Yeah. So like typically, what would be a like a bedtime wake up routine? So last night was like the three a.m. and then what I what did I even do last night? Sometimes I'll just stare at the wall. No. Which yeah, <laughs> have like the I always have something playing. I can't like, there can't be no noise. So I've done a Sopranos kick. I was telling you yeah. about that the other I day. just started Sopranos. Yeah. I, I, it, I haven't even watched. It. Oh yeah. my yeah. god, yeah. you're in for a party. I love the Sopranos. So I have that playing, and then I stared at the wall for a little bit. Yeah. I I sound like a crazy person, but it's okay. And that is okay. Yeah. And then you know my dog like she. She doesn't sleep in her bed. She sleeps on the couch with me. So she'll, like, readjust. So, like, she'll wake me up a few times be like, Ugh. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. Like, yeah. uh, last night, I think, was, like, a 4.30 fall asleep. Oh, man. And then my alarm... I was waking up at 4.30. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> and then my alarm goes off at 6.55. Oh, my goodness. You function all day. That's impressive. Yeah. Sometimes I'll, like, catch myself, like... I, I don't know. Really? It's not healthy. I know it's not, it's not healthy. It's, it's not healthy. Like, <laughs> it is not you know, exactly we'll, not healthy. We'll, we'll go out, you know, swinging. Like, yeah, I guess so. You live into the fullest. Exactly. You do. <laughs> yeah. And then when you burn out, you're like, at least I did rocking and rolling. Yeah, so, that's impressive. But yeah, and will I always wake up to the 655 alarm? No, yeah. but I'll, wait, I'll wake up before 10. That's, before 10. It's yeah. set at 655. Yes. Okay. And then it goes... On and on. I set. I'm like the person who sets like 15 alarms because yeah. I know I won't hear the first one. Yeah, I yeah totally get that. I set especially during the season. I would set at least four alarms every morning because I'm so scared to be late for anything. Oh, yeah. Were you ever late for like a team meeting or a flight or anything? I think I was late for a team meeting maybe once or twice, but that was because you, you get stuck doing sales. Like you're yeah. talking to one of the reps or whatever, and, and you forget about it, or you're just running in, but part of my job was to find people so I couldn't be late otherwise it was it looked really bad and I'd have to give everybody a warning you know so there had to be you had to, to find yourself I had to find myself yes never had to do it luckily um okay is there a hockey term you hate like I, I can get, I've said it before I hate I hate saying I hate when I hear someone saying offsides like yeah, that play yeah. was offsides it's offside it's offside to yeah. me yeah. and so a lot of guys say it. like it's a lot of times it's U.S. versus Canadian and U.S. Um, players will say offsides, and I just like every time I hear, it, I just want to throw up. It's not a term for me. No, so I mind. feel that. Uh, man, a term I hate. I love like hockey lingo. Yeah. I use it. Yeah. I mean, but even also like after talking to players, like I'll go home. Like the amount of for sure's or obviously yeah, that yeah, slip yeah. into my vocabulary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's the worst. Is yeah. unhealthy. Just don't start saying pucks in deep. No, Pucks and so Deep is one. This is a hard question. Yeah, it makes me think a little bit. I like to, I like to get it. I, I've got a weird one like this while, while Sammy thinks about it. Yeah. I hate when people say a game is scoreless. No, the score is 0-0. Zero, zero. <laughs> yeah. It's not scoreless. Yeah. The score is 0-0. Zero, zero. Yeah. This is a Pierre Lebrun thing that he's beaten into everybody who he's worked with over the years. I'm like, you're right. It's not scoreless. Yeah. The score is 0-0. Zero, zero. Yeah. 
There are no goals in the game, but it is not scoreless. Yeah. So, no. That's I, see, I can see that one being argued a little bit, but I definitely... It's yeah. neurotic, but yeah. it's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of type A people that will agree with you there. Yes. <laughs> I hate the term tag up. What? I don't know why. I've never... Tie, what is it? Like tag up. Like oh, when you tag oh, up. Oh, tag up. Like yeah. offside. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I like that term. No, I don't know. I'm like, let's just, you know... So would you rather them say... Get on side. Can get I on curse side? on this podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Get your shit together. <laughs> get on get on side is, is about right. Or get on side. Like yeah. I feel like some people like throw some terms out there to make it more complicated. I'm, yeah. Like I don't sleep, so I'm like, let's keep it simple. Yeah. You know what what, yeah. is, what does he say in the office? K I S S yeah. keep it simple, students. Yes, like exactly. <laughs> Well, I mean a lot of times too you need to like you need to explain this, the, the terms a little bit more, right? Like, yes. What about we talked to Joe B? You know, sometimes it happens fast, and it's hard to it's hard to get the words out that you want to get out, and okay. it's like something that you've just said for years. But I'm all for spelling things out a little bit more, like especially in the, this other job that I'm doing. I'm like, I get all these acronyms thrown at me, and I'm just like, I can't talk to you guys because I don't know what you're saying. And so, you know, if you just say tag up, people are like. Watch a touch. Like, no. Is, is that how? Like, freeze tag? You know? Literally, I yeah. asked that. I was playing pond hockey with, like, people who were so much better than me, and they were like, tag up, tag up. And I'm like, this rink is a foot tall, like, wide. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. where? I'm like, yeah. do I need, I was like, do I need to touch someone? They're yeah. like, get yeah, out of exactly. here. They're like, why don't you just go take a shift off? Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> I think that was, like, the last, second to last shift I saw the ice. At some point, we have time to kill. Like, there's got to be hockey lingo that players use that even, like, we don't even hear. There's got to be stuff that, yeah. like, either during practice or system stuff that we're just like, this is useless to us. Yeah, I'm sure there is, but to us it probably seems normal. Right. I wouldn't be able to pick it out. You'd have to sit in a, on a meeting and listen to everything and then think what would be weird. Probably like, yes. I like, but I, I, I watch like chalk talks and stuff, uh, the, the whiteboard stuff, and I'm like, everything makes sense. This is almost makes it too simple. Yeah. For as complicated as hockey is, yeah. when you're like, did you guys do this? You're gonna do this and that? I'm like, this sounds really easy, yeah. really, yeah. but it's not, yeah. obviously. Yeah. It's harder to do, but when you hear it, you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, you got to try and you got to simplify, right? Yes. There's no time to get out a full sentence of what you're trying to say out there, so it has to be has to be simple. But a lot of simple minds. Like I, I have one of those simple minds, so I need it like that. Um, okay, so let me do a quick add up after double check on a couple things here. The whole the whole, the whole score sheet here. I yeah, love this, honestly. There is a there is a method to my madness here. Perfect. Okay, you are going with you're getting 102 points, tied with. George McPhee. All right, so then. that is oh, really nice, okay. really nice company right there. You edged out a lot of people at 101, and actually also tied with Scott Burnside. So look I, at, I think look that's that. pretty solid. Nice work. Thank very, you, very, well very yes. weird, George, very weird George McPhee tangent before before we go here. So we, you, when, you and I, when we talked to George, I was talking to the owner of the Syracuse Crunch the next day. And he's like, yeah, I was, uh, George is one of my good buddies. And he said he was on this podcast with All-Star. I didn't realize it was with you, too. So all of a sudden, I'm talking to this guy, Howard Dolgan, who owns the Syracuse Crunch, about George after we had just done the podcast. There you go. Hockey's such a small connects, town. Right? It is oh, yeah. very small. That's we were talking about that the other day, yeah. too. Hockey's a small town. Welcome welcome to Hockey the Small Town. We are very happy to have thank you, you in hockey. We are happy to have you on All's Caps. Sammy, thank you for joining us. Thank, thank you, me. guys. This was like a dream come true. <laughs> Honestly. Awesome. And, yes, everybody, thanks very much for for listening. Uh, Check out the Empire Media uh, YouTube page for more of this, more of John Kimes, Commander's Report. And next time we talk, probably going to be talking about the trade deadline, what the Capitals did or didn't do, and then the stretch run. Stay tuned. We'll talk to you next week on All's Caps.